Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to podcast number 22. So I have a feeling that there's a few of you who are out there listening to this and will listen to this podcast and will be able to relate to this very closely. As a high achiever myself, I really understand you if you also identify as a high achiever. If you're listening to this, we are probably cut from the same cloth that things need to be perfect. I fell into this trap of wearing what felt like such a badge of honor at the time of perfectionist. And I mean, I would have worn a t-shirt with it written across the front proudly to announce it to everyone to let them know. And I thought it sent that message to all of the people who would read it that I have very high standards and you can count on me to live up to them at all times. I thought others would think highly of me. And they'd want to hire me and want to promote me and give me the projects, etc. Give me the business because I'm really good at what I do. That was the message I believed I wanted to send out to the world. So that's what I did and that's how I acted and that's how I perceived the concept of perfectionist and perfectionism. And I realized that that was the lie that I was telling myself. It was such a big lie that I told myself that when I learned it was a lie, I really truly went into a little bit of a shock. It made me really question everything I had ever done in the name of perfectionism in my life in a whole new light. And I'm going to tell you all about what happened. I don't know how many of you can relate to this and this concept and where you are in this process, but I hope this is helpful. Fortunately, I was still fairly young and it was pretty early in my career when I learned about this. And fortunately, being shocked is what made me change it immediately. So I was watching Oprah way back in the day. I don't remember now any of the details in terms of who she had on the show or what the main topic was, but I remember her saying that she was a recovering perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist. And I dropped what I was doing and stopped everything else in that moment to listen to her. I thought to myself, what in the world is she talking about? Perfectionism is wonderful. Perfectionism is, well, it's perfect. And from that moment, the only thing I really remember now that carried me through to need to read and understand more following all of that were these two points. The first one was perfectionism causes pain. And the second one is there's no such thing as perfect, which of course, plenty of people say all the time. It's kind of like one of those myths that people say, but nobody actually believes. At least that's what I thought. So Oprah may have well just slapped me in the face that day. And now looking back, I'm really glad she did. Like I said, I just kept reading more and more to understand how this could possibly be painful or bad in any way. And every day since then up to now, I still refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. Because while I truly have come so far in over many years, and I'm so aware of it, there are times when my brain wants to do it. And I need to make a conscious choice and an effort to pull it back in to rein it back in and be so aware of it. So it's 
a lot easier now, definitely a lot easier, but it's something that I know, and I know many others out there have a tendency toward, and it's tempting to just give into it occasionally when that door knocks. So maybe for you, this is your first slap in the face. And if so, I'm happy to play the part of Oprah for you in this play. Or maybe you're also in the recovery stage as well, just like me at some stage. So I want to take some time to talk through some of the details. How does perfectionism cause pain? It sounds so powerful and so in control like that it's sometimes hard to see how that could be remotely possible. But it's actually the opposite of what you think to be true. It is powerful and it is very in control, but it is control over you, not from you, within you. Anything that has power over us doesn't serve us in ways that are actually serving our best interests. So this may help you get your head around that concept. Here's how perfectionistic qualities work against us. Number one, the first one is that they truly prevent us from enjoying the task we're doing. It just takes the fun out of it. And what is the point of creating and doing and um, accomplishing if it feels stressful or unenjoyable or it's just not fun? When we are being so in control and acting so powerful, those emotions generate lots of work and pressure and stress. And many times with that comes frustration and impatience and intolerance, among plenty of other negative qualities and negative emotions and actions. So how can this task or this project that you're creating, and I assume expect to feel great about, Feel great while you're filled with pressure and anxiety and stress and controlling efforts, all the ones that it takes to maneuver through very uncontrollable people and uncontrollable circumstances that are involved in the project. That's no fun. So in addition to that, what are the costs that are involved while you're being controlling and impatient and frustrated and stressed? Many times when we're being really hard on ourselves, because most of those feelings can certainly just be directed internally to ourselves, but it can sometimes turn into being hard on others too. And how can that be enjoyable for you or for them? So we create distance and friction in our relationships and the people around us when we do it. Now we may do it all in that great name of a perfect project or a task, when you look around, was it really worth the cost? In the moment, it may seem that way. But later, when your relationships are challenged, is it really still worth it? Was it worth doing that? Because P.S. People don't really like being controlled or criticized or told how imperfect they are by us or any other imperfect being. I know, it's shocking. I realized that my high standards of perfection were really creating this and hurting others, not helping them. It was definitely not my intention, but it was exactly what I was doing, pushing them away through my own actions and the need to create perfection. So the second reason that our perfectionistic qualities work against us 
is while we are being perfectionistic in our minds with the things we're doing, we really have difficulty enjoying staying present and able to enjoy the other experiences and the people in our lives. When we spend our time being very focused on the perfection and hard on ourselves, and then potentially hard on others in the task or project, then when we get home or we're out to lunch with others or we go on vacation with our families the following week even, it's hard for us to enjoy our time because we're thinking about how to perfect things or how it could have been more perfect or how we still could go back and still make it more perfect. Or our frustrations with the process involved or maybe we're just continuing to beat ourselves up because it wasn't perfect enough ultimately leads to us not enjoying our life experiences and the people we love fully when our minds are in such a place. They distract us from the rest of our lives. This is not to say that occasionally being distracted is a problem, but before you know it, when it becomes your habit and a way of life and you've spent all your time in doing that and not in the life that you're really in with the others around you to enjoy all of your experiences, it adds up. It takes a toll. You've created a new habit of perfectionism. So the third way that they work against us is that they prevent us from getting ourselves and our creations and our accomplishments out in the world. Our productivity is just a very small fraction of what is possible. Someone told me very early on that nobody's paying attention to this to the level you are. Nobody is looking as closely as you will or are or do. Nobody else cares this much. And while it may be hard to realize this, it is the truth. Waiting for it to be perfect and all the fine-tooth comb of things in most cases is entirely unnecessary. And if you keep waiting for it to be perfect, one, it'll never be done. And two, you will never get this or any of the other things done behind it on your list. So if you want to be productive and get your work and creativity out in the world, you need to get it as close to done, check it off the list, and move on to the next thing. And I was told that my B- minus is already likely equivalent to someone else's A+. Plus, and that is also true. Now, that isn't to say that my work is better than someone else's. It refers to what I mentioned above. To the degree they are looking, care, and pay attention, it is an A+. It already is, even if it was just a B-. And if it was a B-, who cares? Is it really that important? So living up to your potential with all you have to give and do and just get it done so you can get more things done that's the way to go. If I had not changed my ways, I would not have created all of the successful businesses that I've created. I would still be fixing the fine details of what I was doing 10 years ago, stuck in it and not creating all the amazing things I've created since then. And my life is so much better because I did that. Now, whether it was A plus work, B minus work, or even D work, sometimes it didn't matter. My life is more full and my experiences have been better because I chose to keep pushing and going and checking things off the list and keep moving through it. So this brings me to the second point that I heard that day, that there's no such thing as perfect. 
Perfect just doesn't exist. Because what exactly is the definition of perfect anyway? We would each have a different idea of what it means, what is important, and what is not. Who really determines when something is perfect or what qualifies as perfect? Who are we trying to please with perfection here in this moment with this thing? Someone else who doesn't define perfect the same way as you do? Well, that would mean that now that I need to make something more perfect than I already thought to make it perfect for them, is that what I'm doing? Is there any such thing as more perfect? Okay, my head is spinning, right? Is yours? What we're really saying when we do that is that we're going to painfully twist ourselves into a pretzel by creating things that are perfect by everyone else's definition, but we really don't know what that is So we need to guess based on what we think is perfect. But when that doesn't meet their definition, then that must mean that we really don't know what perfect is. So we're just not perfect enough yet. So we try harder to become more perfect to achieve that. Do you know why? Because we just made a decision that what others think and value and define as perfect determines how good, not good, valuable, or not valuable we are. So stop the madness, stop the insanity, take a breath. We're not doing that anymore. The fact to truly acknowledge is that there is not any such thing as perfect. We are all always in practice. We are all working toward to get better. When we arrive at the target we determined, there will be new targets that we've created. And that's the beauty of it all. Our human brains want us to keep creating more targets. And we do. That's the amazing part of life. So it's the best reason to get something completed so you can move on to more targets. Your value is not determined by others at all, ever. Your value is only determined by you. And when you know your value, you can go after your own targets to actually hit the ones you care about. When you work hard to try to hit other people's targets, You never get to hit your own and you feel bad while you're doing it. And that's just no fun. So now I know what you're going to say. Maybe because I said the same thing once upon a time, but you're going to say to me, my perfectionistic high standards are what got me where I am. So I should just keep doing what's working. And I say, well, is it really? Here's what I might suggest considering. You have been given some amazing gifts and talents. We have all been given different ones. We would be selling ourselves short to not use them. So it is a gift we give ourselves when we do. This is true. And what is also true is that when we that when we apply our wonderful gift of having high standards, desiring the quality, thought, and all the necessary best foot forward requirements to accomplish something based on what is truly necessary or not, using our highest strategic planning mind to determine that, and we can also do it while enjoying it, having fun, building stronger relationships with those around us, rather than pushing them away, and we could accomplish more from doing it that way, wouldn't you want to have both? Because you can. And the first step toward it is realizing that. 
Now I want to create amazing things because I'm excited about doing it and the process involved. I want to create amazing things while building relationships and having fun while I'm doing it. And I want to create more things and know that even if it's B minus, that means I created five things at B minus rather than barely having one thing done that in my mind at least, I think could be an A+. I want to have more out there in the world and have fun when I'm doing it and when I'm not doing it. I want to move on from completing five things and go have fun with my family and friends this weekend, not thinking about it, any of it anymore. That is my idea of perfect. That is success. So I invite you to consider what your definition of perfect has been and what your definition of success can be now. What do you want? Once you answer that question, tell me how you want to create more success in your life and living more to your true potential than you ever have before. Then we can get some new t-shirts made with our new message for recovering perfectionists who have found success in imperfection. I'll see you next time. Check out our show notes in the podcast section on strivecoachingstudio.com to read these valuable tips. And thank you for listening.